Welcome to KingCast with Barry, Colton, and Dan. We pray that this podcast would encourage, strengthen, and grow you in supernatural ways this year. Please like and share and send this to your friends. If you have any questions, check us out at myking.ca or on Facebook at myking. Welcome to KingCast. We're together again in our studio if you want to call it a studio <laughs> for a second i thought you were going to say in our pajamas <laughs> i was about to compliment your slippers man those look cozy <laughs> i know they are warm <laughs> all right so today we want to talk about something that uh you know will trigger a lot of different thoughts in your mind when we uh, give you the title and ready to be triggered yeah yeah and really we want to talk about uh what we're calling religiosity and, uh, you know, we want to talk about this because Jesus addressed religiosity. And, you know, he talked about it having no heart, really, like the heart of what we do. And um, um, it's kind of talking about having a religious spirit. And really, why do we want to be Christians or why do we want to be disciples or are we trying to please God? Uh, you know, if we look up the actual kind of meaning of, re- of religiosity, it means it's, it's to say that you can never understand God. Uh, religiosity says you'll never know God. Mm-hmm. Religiosity says you can never please God. Uh, but yet when we read the Bible, we see that there were different people that did all those things in the Bible. They knew God. They understood what God wanted to do. Uh, God was happy with people. Uh, it says that, you know, religiosity says that if we do good, God's going to do good back to us. But if we do bad, look out, God's going to look for a way to repay you. Yeah. I have a, a lot of people from my background that would say things like, gee, uh, when something bad happens, I guess God's mad at me. Yeah. You know, and people say those things. That's religiosity speaking. Yeah. And so religiosity is always work-based. It's like, I've got to do something to please God. And Jesus is going, no, 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 no. Right? Religion, or pure religion, or is really relationship, and it's trust-based. Mm-hmm. It's trust-based that I can't do everything on my own, and so me uh, and God, or me and Jesus together, we can... Uh, make a success of what's happening in life and so yeah we think jesus addressed that uh, a lot in in the bible and so we just want to chat about that a little bit and uh, talk about religiosity and get into maybe how we as believers should actually think yeah um i would say this if you're hearing that and you think we're about to come after an institution or a denomination that's not our heart at all this is simply like how am I prone to actually think more of what religion wants to tell me I should do or think or say, or mm-hmm. what the Spirit's inviting me in to partaking with the kingdom of God in relationship? So, yeah, we're, we're not opposed to um, anything that, you know, happens in church and our culture or conferences or any of that sort yeah, of stuff. No, no, like, not at all. it's just, are we prone to act like the Pharisees. When you read the Gospels, who do you identify most with? Mm-hmm. Jesus or the Pharisee? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think in a lot of those stories, um, we should actually see ourselves as the one who's doing wrong, who's in need of, need of yeah. grace, truth, repentance. We can't do it on our own. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's kind of our heart behind this. And I uh, hope you can hear that. and hope you can do some good self-examination. Yeah. And it's kind of the difference. I think we shared this. Uh, we've been th- talking and thinking about it lately. Discipline is good. 
And some people say, well, that's legalistic or that's religion. It's like devotions every day. That's, that's religion. It's like, no, disobedience or you know, obedience is a good thing. Yep. It's a great building block. It's a good foundation aside from the gospel. And, um, but intimacy is the highest form of relationship. Mm-hmm. So what's the balance between a good discipline, a, a, a discipline play, prayer or um, scripture reading life and just simple relationship, that communion with the Holy Spirit daily? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our basis. Yeah. Uh, in doing these things, we're not looking to please God so he treats us better or likes us better. Uh, we're just looking to uh, discover God, who he is and what he wants to do in our life. Friendship, a lot of times, um, is relationship. Uh, understanding each other. We have to understand what God is trying to say and wants to do, and he understands what we want to do, right? A lot of times it's a one-way street. We want God to be interested in what we're doing, but we're never interested in what God wants to do mm-hmm. on, on the earth or on the planet or through us in our communities or yeah. in our areas. And so I think we want to address this because religion really uh, robs you of God's love. So you begin doing all these things to gain God's love. And he's like, no, you don't have to. It's already mm-hmm. been taken care of through Jesus. Yeah. And so I just want you to be free mm-hmm. in this relationship. And we want to, you know, like have a relationship. We want to yeah. talk. We want to have share interests. We want to do those things. So. What was that thing you shared about the guy sitting in church thinking about? Oh, right. Uh, yeah, sometimes you can see there's this uh, um, slogan or this saying. Uh, sometimes you can see it on the Internet. is religion is somebody sitting in church thinking about fishing uh, relationship is somebody fishing thinking about God yeah and awesome. so there's a good balance there right like why are you going to church just to fill in time right or are you actually going to church because there's nothing wrong with going to church mm-hmm. and hearing about God yeah. mm-hmm. but are you actually getting your spirit fed in that yeah. are you reading the Bible right yeah. because you want to hear from God yeah. or you're reading the Bible because God's going to be ticked at me yeah. and I don't want to have an accident at the four-way stop this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think religion can be safe actually, because what I find from religion is it, it usually puts um, God in boxes. Yeah. You do these things, you get this result. You don't do these things, you get this result. And so it can almost be this safety net of like, mm. look at me, I checked off these things so I know I'm good. Um, uh, and whatever that box is for you. Look, I prayed. I went to church. Mm-hmm. I gave my money. Um, I was nice to my neighbor. I was nice to my neighbor. And it's like, those are all good things. Um, but again, relationship behind it. What was the heart behind yeah, all of those? That's things? what Jesus addressed. Yeah. yeah, yeah the motivation. What, what was the motivation? Did you just check it off the box? Um, I even think like religion for myself was, um, just, yeah, again, these boxes of like, um, you, you worship at this temple, mm-hmm. you pray at this place and this time and I think Jesus comes in and he actually stirs it up with the woman at the well. And, and he goes, um, a time is coming where we'll no longer worship in this temple or in this mountain, but in spirit and in truth. Yep. And so again, it's like religion can, can compartmentalize things, which makes it safe for some people because you feel like I did the thing. Yep. I'm good. Yep. So... Um, yeah, I also, when I, when I think of religion, 
and and us um, like when you're reading the Bible, do you find that you become more judgmental, more argumentative, that you're quick to point things out in people, or is the Bible and the Word of God changing to be more compassionate, grace-filled, mercy, yeah. love towards mm-hmm. someone? And I think Paul hits it on the head here in 1 Corinthians 8. Um, and he says, How easily we get puffed up over our opinions, mm-hmm. but love builds up the structure of our new life. If anyone thinks of himself as a know-it-all, he still has a lot to learn. But if a person passionately loves God, he will possess the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. And so I find in religi- religiosity, religion, it, pu- it usually puffs you up. Yep. And you start to actually look down on other people. Yeah. Well, you didn't do this. Yeah. And you, you didn't do that right. And you're worshiping the wrong way. And you're going to the wrong church. And religion puffs up to make you, you think, think everything you're doing is right because <laughs> yeah. you've checked the box. Yeah. But love actually brings you into the knowledge of uh, it brings you into relationship. It brings you into the heart issue of why are you doing those things and yeah. when are you doing those things. Yeah. yeah. And then when you do those things and then you slip back again into sins or whatever you do, then you realize maybe I didn't do enough of those. Mm. So mm. now I have to do yeah. more. Yeah. I got to do more because God's not helping me or God's not, you know, uh, happy with me or pleased with me. And so now we want to do more. We got to go to church more. We actually got to read the Bible more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to be more kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we start getting that attitude. Yeah. Us. Um, I was thinking as you were talking about the apostle Paul, who was, who was the chief religion yeah. guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. he went out and he said, no, he said, these Christians need to be thrown in jail. Yeah. They need to be tormented for what they believe. They're wrong. He was full of re- religiosity. Yeah. And then he had his Damascus Road experience. And in Romans 8.35, I think this really sums up Paul. He says, uh, yeah, who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? It says in 37, nay, and all these things were more than conquerors through him who loved us. And Paul says, for I am persuaded. I am persuaded because I have this relationship Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. Jesus right now. That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor all creatures shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Wow, what a turnaround for the Apostle Paul. (laughs) And if you're studying about Paul, he used to be Saul. But he went about to round up Christians because they were bringing this new religion on the scene. Mm-hmm. He thought it was a religion. Yeah. He found out, no, it's, it's a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And we talk about that quite often. Like, we've had on our whiteboard at different times a picture of a physical heart. We call it love. And, like, one side is grace and one side is truth. <clears throat> and I don't think you can have love if it's, if it's only grace. I don't think Great. you can have love if it's only truth. Mm-hmm. And it's almost in a sense like Paul's former way of life was all truth. It was all law. You're breaking the law. There is no grace. And Jesus comes on the scene, well, before Paul, obviously, but he comes on. And I think we see both grace and truth in the way that he addressed the Pharisees was truth Mm -hmm. and grace to the woman caught in adultery, 
to the widow, to the various people he healed. And I think religion actually says, you're not good enough. You can't come into our group. You are not worshiping God, right? Like Colton said. Whereas grace is like, no, you just actually have to understand God meets you where you're at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it needs to be both, but we can each hear both grace and truth at different points in our walk mm-hmm. because we never walk it perfectly. Yeah. So Jesus is furious with the Pharisees because I think they use their position to get closer to God. And by doing that, they actually disallowed people who God wanted to reach mm-hmm. because they they were the rule keepers, mm-hmm. all 613 of them. Mm-hmm. And Jesus came, didn't to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And this new set of rules that he brought on the scene was actually freedom in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that the law is rubbish. It means yeah. that the spirit is so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Religion's tricky because um, just back to like reading your Bible and I've, I've done this. I've experienced this. I've been the guy, a good Christian reads his Bible every day and he's going to read three chapters and, and th- th- that's good. Again, that's good. That's a good thing. But where religion comes in goes, if I don't do that, um, God's unpleased with me mm-hmm. and the people who aren't doing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. the standard I've created mm-hmm. are bad Christians. Mm-hmm. And so there's nowhere in the Bible I read where it, Jesus told me I have to read this many verses a day, pray for this long a day. There's examples of him doing it. But again, religion then creates that structure and goes, I'm a good Christian cause I did these. You're a bad Christian cause you yeah, didn't do yeah. these. Yeah. We got to be careful on the other side of the spectrum that we don't use, like you were saying, Dan, also yeah. to yeah. our relationship. Uh, do whatever. Do whatever. Yeah. With no accountability. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Paul again as you guys were talking. And mm-hmm. when he first got saved, remember, he went to Jerusalem and he stirred up so much trouble mm-hmm. that they actually said, you should leave. Remember, he left for 14 years or mm-hmm. 17 or however you read, you read it, but he left. He left. And it was the funny thing, it says, when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he is said to join himself to disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed that he wasn't the disciple. But he had so much knowledge of the letter of the law mm-hmm. that he was arguing with everybody, convincing them that Jesus was the Messiah. Wow. And then they finally said, you know what, can you just leave? And it says in verse 31, then, after Paul left, this is when he first got saved, he said, then all the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified walking in the fear of the Lord, in the comfort of the Holy Ghost, and we're multiplied. Wow. And I think, man, Paul? Yeah, I really like um, in Matthew 6, it's actually right before he gives us the Lord's Prayer. But it's, uh, it just talks about how, kind of what Colton said, religion puffs up. Religion is often really showy. It's more about you and what you're doing, and you want attention instead of actually giving God the attention making the focus be on him and what he's doing. So when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production. All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for stardom. Do you think God sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Mm. So good. Just as there, just sit there as simply and honestly as you can manage, the focus will shift from you to him, and you will begin to sense his grace. That says, the world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. 
They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Mm -hmm. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you're dealing with, and he knows better than you what you need. So then it goes into the Lord's Prayer. It's just like, it's that motivation of the heart. Yeah. Are you praying to get something from him? Are you actually just praying because you love him? You want to build relationship with him and mm -hmm. know his heart for your life, know his mm -hmm. will for your life. Um, I'd say in like all of our youth working days and coffee shop evangelism and stuff like that, what's the, the thing we hear most often when we say, do you, do you go to church at all? Yeah. No. Not religious. Yeah. Religion's not my thing. Yeah. No, if I walked into a church, I'd catch on fire. <laughs> we hear that so much. Yeah, I, there's too many rules to follow. Yeah. Yep. And, and we've said so many times, the relationship that I have in Jesus changes the whole game. For yeah. That. I'm not a part of Christian religion. I'm a part of the family of God. Mm -hmm. That's a relationship that we're privileged to through the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, when I was thinking about relationship versus being religious, do we just want to hang out with God? Mm -hmm. The guy that's fishing, mm -hmm. he's just hanging out with God while he's fishing. Uh, are we just wanting to hang out with God in everything that we do? Mm -hmm. uh, even if we're going just to the grocery store mm -hmm. or, <clears throat> or if we're going tobogganing down the hill, mm -hmm. are we just hanging out with God? Are we hanging out with Jesus all the time? Mm -hmm. That's really what that friendship and relationship is all about. He's kind of, we're always conscious of him around us. We're always yeah. conscious, conscious of him uh, in our lives. And, uh, you know, sometimes we need him to help us. And then the next time we're just hanging out, mm -hmm. we're just chatting. Everything is good. Yeah. Right. We don't need anything at that moment. Yeah. Don't forget about him. He's still there. He's always there. It doesn't matter if it's in peril, like Paul says, or if everything is good, I have abundance. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's always there. And so I just had wrote, I had just written that down or thought about it. Are you just hanging out with God? Mm -hmm. Are you just hanging out with Jesus all the time? Yeah. yeah. And the fancy word for that is communion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. It's that walking with the Lord. Yeah. It's that communion of, um, we were talking about this a couple Mondays ago. Mother Teresa was asked by an interviewer, uh, when you pray to God, what do you say? And her reply was nothing. And so the interviewer was a little shocked and he was like, well, I'll try this a different way. Uh, when you pray to God, what does God say? And she replied, nothing. nothing. <laughs> and then she said, and if you don't understand that, I can't explain it. To you. <laughs> but yeah. it's this picture of this communion where you're walking with the Lord and and you have relationship with him and he's speaking to you and you're speaking to him and and it becomes this thing and I use the example of when I was a kid every Wednesday my dad had to say go take the garbage out and then he would say it I would go take the garbage out and then there came a Wednesday where I just thought dad's gonna ask me to take the garbage out yeah, I so I went and took it out before he asked me <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's what communion is it's this relationship where you know what the father wants he knows what you want yeah. and it's just all of a sudden you're walking down the street and it isn't like should i pray for that person mm -hmm. the spirit leads you and says pray for that person yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> i remember getting this uh, understanding of you know people are always saying and i say and i say it myself still a lot of times well god said this to me yeah and so i leave the impression that god has there's an audible voice or mm -hmm. my mind and god says this whole sentence um 
But that's not really what happens. What happens is, like you say, Colton, you just have a knowing. Yeah. It's this knowing on the inside of you. And it takes a little bit of time to develop this relationship. But then you just know. You don't have to ask God, should I pray for that person? You just know, I got to pray for that person. Yeah. Yeah. You might pick one person out of the crowd that you're attracted to because you just know that that's the person that needs help. Yeah. Right. And you'll leave the other ones alone. Uh, You might just know this is what I have to do. Yeah. uh, In my life right Mm -hmm. now funny because religion will come in and say well did you take time to pray about that thing did you read did you ask did you seek and it's like again all of those things are good things and can be healthy but uh in communion in relationship there are times where someone asks a question and like you just said i just go i know the answer yeah i didn't have to open my bible i didn't have to go lord is this all right to do it was through relationship, through under, through knowing his word, it's just boom, it's there. And we use the term God said it, but we just knew it. Yeah. And it's just part of that relationship. Yeah. And uh, sometimes Cheryl and I, we don't have to talk about anything. I just kind of know what she wants to do or what mm-hmm. uh, in a certain situation. Yeah. I just know. Yeah. So I'm not even going to, you know, I might suggest a different thing and we could talk about it, but it just generally, I kind of know where she's going to land on that yeah. question or on that. Yeah situation yeah. and it's that's what that's this relationship and friendship can develop to mm-hmm. and it's not going to happen overnight it no. takes time and like yeah. i said it, i remember uh one time the because i do try and read my bible and i do try and pray every morning um not because i'm trying to please god i just want to know about him but he yeah. was just like read the old testament again mm-hmm. and i remember the first time i read the old testament i read the whole thing right from uh, uh genesis to malachi just so I could say, I read the Old Testament completely, yeah. word for word. Because I used to think, I've never read the Old Testament from one end to the other. Yeah. And I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be pastoring a church. Don't you think I should be able to tell people I've read the Old Testament from one end to the other? So I did, but I got absolutely nothing out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I got confused in it, but I ended up doing it because it was a work and I'm going to mm. get it done. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, about six or seven years ago, it was just on the inside of me read the Old Testament again from one end to the other. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, Lord, last time I did it, that was a job. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was tired. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to just do that because I just feel led that this is something that we should do together. And so I started reading it. And you know, some days I would read three verses and meditate on those three verses. And the next day I would read maybe three chapters and Mm -hmm. kind of meditate and think about these three chapters. It took me a year and a half to read the Bible Hmm. From one end, or the Old Testament from one end to the other end. But I'll tell you, I never got so much stuff in my whole life. And I didn't have a time on it. And I didn't, you know, in my mind, I thought, well, I should probably do this like in a few months. But months turned into half a year, turned into a year. And I'm like, and I kept my marker there. And some days I would miss it, but I didn't condemn myself. Oh, I didn't get there. So I would go back the day after. And I'd read two scriptures and I'm like, wow, you're saying so much there, Lord. And then I would be like 20 minutes about it, sometimes a half an hour. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm done for the day, but are you good with it, Lord? And the Lord's like, no problem, because you got more mm-hmm. <laughs> in that 20 minutes than you did just reading it. Yeah. And so I remember thinking at the end of that, like, wow, there are so many things that the Lord had showed me through the mm-hmm. Old Testament. It was still powerful to me. <clears throat> Whereas when I first got saved, the Old Testament meant nothing to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm a New Testament believer, that Jesus died. And so that's the majority of the time I live in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but it was just so good to be mm-hmm. able to do that without. Well, there's freedom in it. Yeah, yeah. there's freedom yeah. in it. And an empowerment. And, and, you, and you get something from it and the relationship gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. So if you're listening today and you are one of those people who we've had a conversation with and said, I'll never go to church because I'm not a religious person. Um, your excuse is no longer good here. <laughs> We're not into religion either. Yeah. Um, what we are into, what we would extend to you guys offer is this beautiful, life-giving, freeing relationship from hopelessness, from addiction at times, from meaninglessness, yep. from just like chaos of our world into purpose and um, communion with God through Jesus with the Holy Spirit and you also get brought into like a beautiful family who thinks and acts and wants to have the same life objective to live knowing the word and live according to its purposes for your life so yeah reach reach out if you've never done this before if you've never heard this sort of teaching about Jesus or Christianity before Mm -hmm. we just pray that today something would click in your in your hearing in your heart and you would respond and yeah if you are christian for 30 40 50 years i think the same thing applies it's still the same invitation are Mm -hmm. you walking in freedom are you walking in step with the spirit Mm -hmm. abiding in christ we just pray that that spark of who jesus is the man of jesus would come back into your life and you would fall in love with him again um, and just grow in that relationship with how good he is KingCast is an outreach of My King Ministries, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Please visit us at www.myking.ca and check out all the ministries from house church to teaching and books, past podcasts, and much more. Have a great day, and don't forget to keep your heart on Him.